Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible. Get a free audiobook download and a 30-day free trial at audibletrial.com slash spookshow. Over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. Tonight, I will kill all of God, what? Whoever is bitten by a werewolf and lives becomes a werewolf himself. Beware the moon, David. Go now. Heaven help you. American Spook Show, bringing you the summer of the world. Hello and welcome once again to another edition of the All-American Spook Show podcast. As always, I'm Josh and I'm joined here with my friends Donnie. Hey. And Will. Hey, hey, hey. And usually the Professor Smoke is here, but uh, he's actually on vacation but we are going to get him a little bit later on in the program. Um, we're going to let him uh, get through, you know, uh, driving and get to where he needs to be. And we'll bring him in towards the tail end to kind of get his thoughts on the film and, and the gore score and all the uh, other important bits that he needs to do. So he will be here later on in the show. So uh, I guess, uh, you know, before we get too deep into it, I'll go ahead and throw out the usual information. You can contact us at allamericanspookshow at gmail.com if you want to email us anything there. You can find us on Twitter, at AA Spook Show. You can find us on Instagram, YouTube, on Facebook. And, of course, now we have a, a... Actually, for like the last month or... Actually, probably knocking on two months, we have... We're over on the Slasher app as well. Uh, I don't know if uh, uh, a lot of you are familiar with that, but basically it's like the uh, Facebook of horror. You know, that at least that's kind of the way it's set up for me, right? You know, like it looks basically just like your Facebook feed, except... Pretty much everyone on there, you know, is is uh, putting out horror content. You know, it's a lot of horror fans and stuff. So it's a good way to interact with the, you know, with the horror fans and all the uh, other people of the community and everything. So you can find us on all of those just by searching All American Spook Show. You should be able to find us. It's pretty easy to uh, track us down. We have a T Public shop where we have our logoed merchandise and some other cool designs over there. You can get shirts, mugs, uh, I think even pillow covers, all kinds of random stuff over there. You can find that on uh, T Public by searching for All-American Spook Show. And, of course, we have our Patreon now. It's patreon.com slash Show. Every Tuesday? Yeah, it's every Tuesday we have new content going. We've been switching it around here lately. Like, it was set up to where we were going, like, every Tuesday and Thursday. The stuff was going on Patreon. But we've kind of streamlined it a little bit, doing more exclusive, specific content over on Patreon. You can find that every Tuesday. And then on Thursdays, we're going to have our newest YouTube video series called Deadline Horror News. That will be every Thursday, you know, at various times, probably, uh, you know, at least by lunchtime or so, you know, or I should say at least by like the evening time that will come out on Tuesdays, probably around lunchtime every Tuesday. Uh, I'm sorry, Thursday. Good Lord, I'm fucking it all up. <laughs> On every Thursday. But uh, basically the concept there is like, you know, some combination of the four of us talking about the latest uh, horror headlines and stuff in the news. So And things that are kind of connected to the uh, podcast as well. You know, just various things like that. But that'll be called Deadline Horror News. You can find that on YouTube. And of course now uh, you're going to have new episodes, this is most important, of the podcast every Monday at 6 p.m. East. Uh, we're finally to the point now where I think we've kind of got down a schedule where we can actually put out 
uh, a new episode coming at you every Monday at 6 p.m. East. And, and it basically all started here with our series that is now ongoing, the Summer of the Wolf series. All summer we're going to be watching and talking about uh, the history of werewolves. We're going to be talking about uh, various uh, werewolf movies that we have on the slate that we've talked about, I think, in the, you know, at least over on the Patreon video minisodes or on YouTube. Somewhere we've kind of talked about this slate of movies. But we, once again, we've kind of been twisting and changing things a little bit here and there along the way to kind of get to a point where, you know, we like it. So, like, it's not going to be like every single episode is going to be a movie review. Basically, yep. every other week is going to be a movie review, and then the other weeks are going to be what we call Spook Show Spotlight. So, by now, you would have already listened to the first Spook Show Spotlight episode that came out uh, this past Monday. Um, and that, that one was Spook Show Spotlight, History of Werewolves, Part 1. Part 2 will be coming out next week. As today, we're going to be watching Wolf Cop. And then, in two weeks, we're going to be watching another movie, and we'll tease that towards the end, what we're going to be doing there. So, just to kind of give you a heads up of what's going on here with the you know the, all the latest goings-ons with the Spook Show, um, just look out for us on Patreon on Tuesdays, new shit on YouTube, Deadline Horror News on Thursdays, and then new episodes of the podcast every Monday at 6 p.m. East. So I guess, uh, you know, without any further buildup, I'll go ahead and toss to the trailer for Wolf Cop from 2014. My God. myself when I'm a wolf. You did seem like freakishly strong. You had those claws and those teeth. Plus, you know, you were drunk, so I knew it was you. Hello? Hello. My. What big teeth you have. Hmm. That's not all. So that was the trailer for Wolf Cop. So uh, I guess, you know, what we normally do here is we'll get our initial reaction. So, Will, what are your, is this the first time you've seen it or? Yes, first time I've seen it. I was pleasantly surprised. I mean, you know, some of these, you know, like, like, I guess I would consider it a B movie. You know, you, you really can't tell what you're going to get. I think, I think this movie turned out pretty well considering, I I think it's pretty much making fun of itself as it goes along, but still trying to tell a story. I thought it was pretty good. Donnie, what'd you think? Yeah. I, I mean, I, I've seen this a couple of times before. Yeah. I always enjoy it whenever I, whenever I watch it. So yeah, it was a good one. How, how long ago was it w- when you first watched it? Like, was this a recent oh. or back when it came? Cause I think it actually came out in, I think it says 14. 2014. Yeah. But I think it, 
Hold on, I got my notes. Yeah, yeah, it came out in June of 2014, but then, like, it didn't actually hit U.S. DVD and Blu-ray until February of 2015. So I'm assuming it probably would have been at, at that point or sometime after that, right? Yeah, I had actually, I ran into it, um, I want to say it was 2018 or something like that. It was just a few years ago. Uh-huh. Uh, that, was, that was the first time I, I had watched it. Yeah, I think it was the same for me there. Like, I think this was... I think the third time I've seen this, you know, for the viewing for this, but I think the first time was probably about three years ago, something like that. When I maybe it was around the time that they put it on Shutter. It might have been before that. I can't remember, but it's been a few years ago, two or three years ago. I immediately like this. Might even have been uh, sometime in 2018 or 2019, because late 2018, I mean, because like I think we were already doing the podcast when I watched it the first time, and I was instantly like, "Yeah, we got to get this." on the podcast at some point and then you know other things and you just kind of forget about it but i just knew that this would be a good one um for the show for us all to check this one out so um, it'll be interesting that smoke has to say about it at the end but yeah like i think this is one of those ones where it's a, it's a good blend of comedy and horror you know so it's got a little bit of everything for everybody except for kids would not show this to the kids but other than that no. <laughs> <laughs> not sure if it's the uh the murderers or the transformation into a werewolf or uh, the expo- the exploding bulbous penis. Uh, one of those <laughs> things probably wouldn't be appropriate for uh, a child audience. So, yeah, don't do that. But, so yeah, I guess we'll go ahead and uh, dive into the background here a little bit. You know, what little information I could get. And, and, and you guys can kind of fill in some of the blanks here of the stuff that I don't mention. But, like I said, this was released June 6th of 2014. And uh, I think it was kind of like a limited theatrical release in Canada and a video premiere up there at the same time, from best I can tell. Because yeah. this is like a wholly Canadian movie, for sure. Like, it was filmed in like parts of Saskatchewan, like like Moose Jaw or something like that in uh, Regina, <laughs> Saskatchewan. So, like, this is a, a wholly uh, Canadian movie, for sure. Um, yeah, not just not just Canadian. Like, like they, they made a conscious effort to keep it strictly Saskatchewan. Yeah. <laughs> you mean like, you so know, like people that were in it and all that stuff? People that were in it, uh, some of the bands that, that were uh, playing music, like they, they tried to keep it kind of, you know, close to the vest as far as uh, keeping it local and, you know, just putting the people they know in. Yeah, I saw something where, like, apparently this they, they have some kind of contest or something like that up there for, for aspiring filmmakers, and they have to kind of, like, uh, I guess as they're making it, they show clips, and then it's judged, and then that, that determines that they continue to get the financing to keep making it or something like that. And this was one of those for the particular year that it was made. I guess it was, uh, you know, 2013, 2014, whatever. So, yeah, like, I, I think that's kind of how this got made because it was like the Cinecoop, so, something like that. Cinecoop Film Company or Project or something the, like that is basically how it 2013 was 2013 Cinecoop Film Accelerator. Yeah, there you go. And, like... Uh, that that's how they get funding to do this. So I guess, you know, like it eventually was released in June of 2014. So it wasn't until February of 2015, the following year, about eight months later, that it finally uh, hits the U.S. market on DVD and Blu-ray. And uh, I also uh, found this was funny. Another name of uh, title for this movie in Brazil was called Lobocop, <laughs> <laughs> which is just as good. Like, you know... Like, <laughs> If this thing is called Lobocop, I'm going to see it. You know, I would want to see it just as much as the film called Wolf Cop. So either way, I'm in. Uh, it was since I guess since it kind of didn't have to go through the MPAA and the normal uh, routes, uh, it was an unrated movie with a total runtime of one hour and 19 minutes. So it's you know, 
It's not one of those ones that keeps you in the chair too long, for sure. This is, well, I think like two weeks in a row, or uh, two episodes, you know, of movie reviews in a row. Now we've watched a movie that's like less than an hour and 20 minutes long because uh, The Wolfman was only, what, like an hour 10? Something yeah, like something that. Like that yeah. <laughs> this one's an hour 19, so uh, that's the way we like them. This one on IMDb is listed as a comedy slash horror, comedy first. So what what do you think? Do you think it's more comedy or do you think it's more horror? Uh, I think, you know, there are, there are a few different movies that kind of uh, go into that comedy and horror. And uh, you could, you could kind of ask the same question and uh, for those, um, but, uh, and you know, you could lean either way. Uh, but, uh, man, I, I think this is one of the uh, actual true comedy horrors uh, that that could, you know, that equally fits both genres. Yeah. Yeah, I, I have to agree with that. Like, it doesn't it doesn't lean too far one way or the other where you could say, well, this is strictly just comedy. Yeah. You know, because there are some pretty good horror aspects of this, too, as well. W- would you agree, Will, or, or no? Yeah, no, no, I 100% agree. I don't know. You can't, you can't have this movie without having the horror aspect of it. So I don't know. Maybe, maybe horror first. But I mean, that's nitpicking at that point. But you also can't make a movie called Wolf Cop and not have comedy in it. You know, like <laughs> <laughs> Wolf Cop, and then it's a completely serious werewolf movie. I don't know. You know, <laughs> I don't know if that works. <laughs> Either way, I'd probably still sit down and watch it at least once. But yeah, like I think they strike the perfect balance in this movie. Um, on IMDb, it gets the uh, let's see, uh, five and a half stars out of ten. So a little above, very slightly above fifty percent there on the old uh, you know IMDb meter, and that's uh, almost sixty-five hundred you know star ratings on there. And over on Rotten Tomatoes, it gets uh, surprisingly kind of. It gets a 65% on the tomato meter, and that's with uh, 20 critic reviews. You know, it's not like four dudes or something like that. Although, I don't know what the floor is on Rotten Tomatoes, like as far as like how many critics have to review it before they aggregate a score. I really don't know, but uh, after 20 reviews, it gets 65%. Now, the audience score isn't as kind on Rotten Tomatoes. With over 500 ratings, it's got a 46%. Um, So, once again, one of those rare occasions here on The Spook Show where we're talking about a movie that uh, the critics actually like more than the audience. All right, so let's go into the background as far as, like, you know, director, writer, and all that stuff, and who, who who the stars are. It was directed by Lowell Dean. This is basically this one and the sequel, Another Wolf Cop, which we are actually going to do later this summer. I think that'll come up in August where we do that one. That's basically the only things he would probably be known for. I mean, he has 16 directing credits on IMDb that date back to a short he made in 2006. But other than that, it's just like some video shorts. Uh, there's a movie called I Heart Regina. So I'm, I'm sure that's got something to do with his love for Saskatchewan again. There was a short called Juice Pigs, which Will's a huge fan of. And uh, <laughs> a, few t- a few TV series. Another movie called 13 Eerie, which came out in 2013, which looks interesting, but I haven't seen that. So maybe that's something we can get around to here eventually. Yeah, it was- apparently, like, before he, uh, he came up with Wolf Cop, he... he- pretty much strictly did short films uh and then uh i'm blanking on the name of the movie right before this one it was like the first movie that he actually directed i think that was the i heart regina was was the actual uh, like film yeah apparently that was something where uh i guess the original director had to step out for one reason or another and they had him come in and direct it so yeah because a lot of the other things that are popping up up until wolf cop 
was that other movie I just mentioned, 13 Eerie. That uh, I Heart Regina, pretty much everything else was just uh, shorts and TV series and stuff. So that must have been the one. Either that or 13 Aries, one or the other, because those were right before Wolf Cop. But yeah, definitely uh, wholly Canadian, too. Like, uh, even in his, uh, you know, filmography here, like, a lot of this other stuff is uh, Canadian stuff. And uh, he also wrote the screenplay, which, you know, usually is kind of the way these independent movies are, right? Usually, like, one dude's wearing all the hats. Well, one of the uh, interesting things that I saw in an interview was saying that uh, he had gotten hired by a band to make a music video as cheap as possible. So, like, his idea was to <clears throat> go into a bar and essentially have, like, a werewolf. I think it was, like, picking up a girl and and being at the bar. And the guy that he got to play, uh, Wolf Cop, was the guy that they ended up hiring for that music video. And huh. apparently he did such a good job in that. Like, I, the director was like, I, I really want to see him in some some more stuff like this. So that's kind of what led into Wolf Cop. I'm not sure if this is the right one that you're talking about, but there was, on his uh, filmography, there's something called Ra Ra Henry, which is a video short, which is kind of usually the way they list, like, music videos and stuff. So that might have been the one, and that was uh, 2010, so that's only about three or four years before they made this. So that might have been the one that you're referring to. Uh, Not dead sure, but I don't see anything obviously sticking out other than that, so that could be it. But yeah, I will say, like, the guy that you're talking about, the guy that played Lou Garou, <laughs> the wolf, his name was Leo Fafard. <laughs> that's an that's a awesome last name. But Leo Fafard, <laughs> like, he definitely looks the part. Like, as far as, like, the, you know, the... Haggard. Fi- yeah, yeah, like, the, the, he's got the 10 o'clock shadow going on, and the... <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, he just, he really looks the part, and uh, he plays the part well of, like, the alcoholic cop, you know, who isn't exactly the, the sharpest tool in the shed. You know what I mean? So like, I, I think they did get the right guy to do this, but as uh, yeah, like I said, Lil Dean, he directed it. He, he wrote the screenplay and all, of course, uh, he's, uh, one of the producers on it as well. And, uh, he actually has a bit part in the movie as well. He is the man lying down on ground in gas station surveillance video. And that's, uh, uncredited. Yeah. So uh, he actually does appear, you know, very briefly in the movie. Let's see. All right. So like I said, Leo Fafard, he plays Lugaru Wolf Cop on IMDb is best known for uh, that, that fucking horrible Ryan Reynolds movie uh, with Amy Smart, Just Friends. Uh, he was in a uh, movie. Actually, this might have been like behind the scenes stuff on this. Because yeah, his he's camera primarily was... a crew member. Okay. He's, yeah. So that's what it known... was more for his grip work gaffer yeah he's he's primarily a crew member but he's also uh he's he's also had some uh some acting parts as well including i heart regina so there's (laughs) that was right before uh yeah right before wolf cop about you know uh, 2010 so clearly you're seeing the connections yep he only has 12 acting credits to what donnie said compared to 23 credits of cameron electrical department and that's what he did on the movie just friends another movie called Tideland. Then he was actually in another movie called Super Grid. And then, of course, uh, Wolf Cop and another Wolf Cop. Uh, a handful of other things. Uh, another movie that came out just last year called Cage Fighter. He was in that. But, um, yeah, so he's still active in, in behind the scenes and in front of the camera, you know, still to this day. It stars Amy Maticio as Tina Walsh. She's the the good cop. You know, there, there's only, what, three cops. You got the chief, you got Lou, and then you got Tina. So, there, you know, that's... She's the good one, like the smart one, you know, is actually not like a, a drunken idiot. She would be known from uh, this, Another Wolf Cop. She was actually in the movie Just Friends as well, but, you know, not just behind the camera. She was actually in it. Uh, in, a, in something called Insatiable, 
and another one this looks like it might have been a series called guilt free zone uh she has 58 acting credits so she she's been doing this for a little while uh and those date all the way back to a tv series in 1997 called incredible story studio and then her first film was the unsaid from 2001 so yeah there, there's a chance you know just looking through her filmography that you know we will We'll definitely see her again in, in one thing or another, and and obviously in another Wolf Cop uh, coming up in August. Sarah Lind is Jessica Barat. Um, she is the 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 girl that works at the uh, bar. Like she's the bartender that uh, Lou has the hots for, and you know that there's there's something else going on there that you'll find a little bit later on in the film. She has 55 acting credits on IMDb that go back to a TV movie in 1997 called The Lost Daughter, and then a number of uh, TV series and stuff throughout the years, including Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, the TV show. Uh, <laughs> back in 1998, she was in an episode of that. Various television shows and movies. Uh, in uh, IMDb, she's most known for a series called Edgemont, a movie called Severed from 2005, A Simple Curve, and then one from 2015 called The Exorcism of Molly Hartley. There's a ton of those the exorcism blank of blank blank movies like, like you yeah. know <laughs> even like these b-level movies there's a ton of those things out there um which hopefully we never have to get to here but we will eventually um, yeah i mean shit if we cover jesse james meets frankenstein's daughter i mean i'm sure we'll eventually end up uh <laughs> scraping the bottom of the fucking barrel well we need to watch like a better episode <laughs> of into the dark instead of crawlers just to get that taste out of our mouth so like, oh, this so, sucks. so that one won't be the floor anymore. Yeah. Are you sure we need to? I mean, that was a <laughs> was a pretty bad hit right there. Yeah, well, look, if we watch another one and it's as bad as that, okay, we won't watch it again. But <laughs> eventually all, we need to get I'm back saying, to it. All, all I'm saying is sometimes you get bucked off the horse and you don't get back on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. You've got uh, Corinne Conley as Mayor Bradley. She has been in, a, she has 107 credits actress credits on IMDb that date all the way back to 1953. She was in, <laughs> I don't, I'm just going to say it the way it looks because I, I don't know if I'm wrong here or not, but it, <laughs> it's called Titcock. <laughs> <It's a laughs> of it's, course. It's, it's, <laughs> it's spelled T-I-T, tit, space, C-O-Q. So how would you say that? It's Titcock, yeah, right? That's the uh, that's the prequel to Wolf Cop. <laughs> <laughs> I don't the, really know. Boy, they really waited a long time to get around yeah. to it. That was from 1953. <laughs> that's, that's funny. That's only uh, 12 years past the Wolfman being made, for God's sake. But clearly she, she was only a shapeshifter in that. Yeah. <laughs> Tons of stuff throughout the years. I mean, in all those years, I mean, she's been active all through the 50s into into today she's apparently she's still at it like you know her most recent credits were just last year actually she was uh in a video short last year called the rhythm and roots of arthur i'm guessing it's that that uh like pbs show arthur i guess i don't know what that is but uh she's also one of the voices in the video game Watch Dogs legion last year oh really yeah but yeah, various things, voice work, movies, TV, it looks like a lot of TV. She's most known for being on Days of Our Lives for a long stretch. Like all pretty much all throughout the 70s and into the 80s, she was on Days of Our Lives, the soap opera. Uh, she was in a movie called A Simple Favor, 
Uh, she, apparently, she was in Goosebumps, you know, back in the 90s. <laughs> and this is pretty interesting. She was in Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, you know, like the original, <laughs> like, stop-motion animation, or what? what is that, claymation, whatever the hell that is. You know, the one from 1964. Her role is Doll slash Others. So, uh, yeah, she actually is one of the voices in Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, which that's pretty cool. So that that's an interesting uh, crypt connection for you there one of these days, Donnie. Like, <laughs> connect yeah. this to Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Well, here we go. <laughs> well, we found our first yeah. first I can spook do it show. In one move. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I think we that might be our first spook show connection to fucking Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, and probably <laughs> our last, unless we run across some random Burl Ives movie or something. Let's see who else is worth mentioning. I, I guess I should say Jonathan Cherry as Willie Higgins. The dude really stood out in this movie to me, like. Um, Absolutely. He he chewed up the scenery when he was there, like you know, like probably outside of uh, uh, maybe Lou, uh, Leo Fafard, you know, as Lou Garou. Like I think this dude does the best job in this movie, in my opinion. He's got forty acting credits on IMDb that date back to a TV movie in two thousand one called "Till Dad Do Us Part." Ugh, that just sounds <laughs> sounds so bad. But uh, uh, he was also in uh, the comedy uh, Goon. He was in House of the Dead back in 2003, Final Destination 2, same year, a uh, movie called What If. So, yeah, he's not – we will definitely see this dude again um, here on the Spook Show for sure because, I mean, even he was in an uh, episode of uh, The Outer Limits back in 2001 when they brought that show back. Uh, mm. A handful of movies that we will definitely discuss here again on this on the podcast. So we'll get around to – Old Jonathan Cherry again, I'm sure. But he was really good in this movie. I, I enjoyed his part. I guess the only other one, as far as the main character, is worth mentioning is the guy that plays the chief, uh, Aiden Devine. He has 128 acting credits on IMDb that date all the way back to the year 1985. <laughs> he was in a movie called... <laughs> he was in a movie called Night Magic, and he played the beggar. <laughs> so it's a main part, I'm sure, in old Night Magic. But, you know, he stayed active all throughout the 80s and 90s all the way to today, he, and he is still active. Uh, he would best be known for, as far as on IMDb, he was in Suicide Squad as the chairman, uh, the first one from 2016, not the you know one that's about to come out. He was in the movie Outlander. He had a part in A History of Violence, which that one's a really good movie. I haven't watched that in a while, but that was a really good movie. And something else called Rookie Blue. Um, so, yeah, you've probably seen this guy before in TV series, tons of TV series throughout the years, random uh, movies, you know, like I said, all the way from the 80s. So uh, I guess that's, you know, really all we need to go through as far as, like, behind the scenes. I mean, did you guys have anything else, like, to bring up or any specific person I didn't mention? The only other one I would uh, – now, granted, I, I, I don't know if, you, uh, if we've already mentioned him, Jesse Moss. Uh, the guy who played the gang leader, yeah, yeah, I kind of skipped the over really him. Yeah, awful uh, tattoos. Yeah, yeah, the little uh, teardrop <laughs> thing on the. Yeah, 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 that was the only other one. Uh, he's actually in uh, one of my uh, uh, one of my other uh, favorite horror comedies. Is probably my favorite, my my most favorite horror comedy of all time. Uh, Tucker and Dale versus Evil. Oh yeah, yeah, that so was he pretty is good. In that as well. I, I said that, that that was pretty good. Like, I remember, like, seeing that movie. I'm like, yeah, I want to watch that. And then just I squatted on it for years. Like, mm. for whatever reason, just didn't watch it. And then I finally got around to watching it. I'm like, what the hell? Why didn't I watch this years ago? Like, it was, <laughs> it was really good. So, yeah, we need to – that's another one we need to get around to. Yeah. Will, yeah, I know you, to see that one. Will, I know you generally favor the horror comedies a little more than, like, 
our straightforward horrors that we've done here on the spook yeah. show. So that would definitely be one I think you'll enjoy. As I'm sure, you know, we'll probably see how you feel about Wolf Cop here. <laughs> you, you tend to like these a little more. I, I'm I'm sensing a pattern. That's all. That's all I'm saying. It's intermission time. Time to pause and refresh at the snack bar. During this short break, you can treat your taste of good food and sparkling cold beverages, including delicious Coca-Cola. If you're hot dog hungry, we have them. Sizzling, juicy hot dogs served in warm, oven-fresh buns, plus a complete menu of all your favorites. Visit the refreshment center now. Enjoy delicious food and ice-cold Coca-Cola. For you, the listeners of the All-American Spook Show podcast, Audible is offering a free audiobook download with a free 30-day trial to give you the opportunity to check out their service. So I figured it was a good time to uh, just type in Canada and see what would pop up <laughs> on Audible. And the first one that pops up is, So You Want to Move to Canada, eh? <laughs> by, <laughs> by Jennifer McCartney. And it is almost three and a half hours long, so I can only imagine... What the hell you're listening to there for three and a half hours about moving to Canada. But our friendly neighbors up north, you know, hats off. There you go. Another one on, this is an Audible original called Canada is Awesome. A little book about a big country. And it's literally only 34 minutes long by, <laughs> by Neil Pasricha. I guess that's, uh, how you say that? And let's see, one more. When the Irish invaded Canada, the incredible true story of the Civil War veterans who fought for Ireland's freedom by Christopher Klein. And that one's uh, 10 hours and 14 minutes long. So that actually sounds kind of interesting. So uh, once again, you know, good examples of uh, you can type in just about anything on Audible and you'll find some kind of random book or small little Audible original or something about it. So uh, if you want to go learn more about Canada or anything else, uh, head on down to Audible and try out your free Audible trial. And that is audibletrial.com slash bookshow. Again, that's audibletrial.com slash bookshow for your free audiobook. All right, so, uh, Donnie, I'm sure you'll cash in that uh, Audible credit on the old, uh, you know, wanting to move to Canada, eh? Yeah, actually, I uh, just type. I, I mean, you did say you could uh, you could type in anything. Uh, so I went to Audible. I typed in Eat Shit. And uh, there's <laughs> there's a couple of books. Uh, uh, one says Eat Shit and Die. Uh, and that's... Uh, um, <laughs> What, yeah, what better uh, six hours and uh, four minutes of eat shit and die. So, um, what, what better way to sell Audible <laughs> is that you can find a book called Eat uh, Shit and Die. And <laughs> and all I not can only that, this book is, is is somebody just like, all right, and this is an Audible original. Here we go. And all you all you hear is like forks going and just oh god. <laughs> and then it's like it's like three and a half hours of this person dying. Yeah. There's actually a, another book uh, uh, that's three hours and forty minutes. It's got a uh, one and a half stars out of eight ratings. It's called <laughs> "Does Anything Eat Shit?" So, <laughs> so yeah, you literally can type in anything in uh, Audible and. You know what? Like I said, what better way to sell the service? You can, <laughs> you can go type in eat shit and you'll find something for you. So that's <laughs> audibletrial.com/slash/bookshow. <laughs> so I guess you know I, I should probably get better about doing this. I haven't done it as much lately for whatever reason. But before we continue any further, I should say that we are a spoiler-filled podcast. So like pretty much everything from this point forward is definitely going to spoil the shit out of the movie. Because we're going to you know, go through the movie and give you our thoughts and everything at the end. So at this point, I would say pause this 
Go watch the movie if you haven't seen it for whatever reason. Like, you've listened this far and you haven't seen it. Uh, and then, like, go watch the movie and come back and listen to the rest of this. So, just a fair warning. We're going to spoil it. So, the movie starts off with, like, there's, like, a werewolf chase through the woods. And it's kind of going on during the credits. So, like, to me, it seems like they're, they're setting up a lot of... They're doing, like, a lot of world building real fast in this movie, right? Like, they're trying to get to the backstory and... Uh, the who, what, when, where, and why pretty fast sprinkled throughout the beginning of this movie, but in like little subtle ways, you know, I, I think they do a good job of it, but you can tell they're just like, we got a lot of story to tell, but this thing, you know, it's only an hour and 19 minutes, you know, I, probably with credits is more like an hour and 15 minutes, you know? <laughs> so we need to, we need to, we need to fit a lot of uh, lore and story into this thing pretty quick. So like you see some stuff happening, like this is something that has happened in the past or something, right? Like there's some, uh, three people like in cloaked hoods chasing a, a fucking werewolf through the woods like during the credits. Then you're introduced to the drunk cop, Lou Guru, and then the good cop, Tina. Uh, you know, just kind of setting up their roles that like he's a he's a drunken loser and, you know, she's the one that takes her job serious. Uh, then you're introduced to the, the guy that like runs the gun shop there in town, Willie, because um, he goes and checks in on him. And also during this time, they're setting up the story of the fact that there's a mayor's race going on at the same time that they do this annual thing in this town called the drink and shoot, which <laughs> sounds like a fucking spectacular, uh, spectacularly bad idea, right? The drink and shoot. And, uh, but that's basically only to set up the fact that like they, they've had to cancel this thing like every 32 years or something like that. Right. Like it's just setting up more of the story. Like this thing exists and we have to explain what kind of what this thing is only to show you that like, this is an event that happens every year but it gets canceled every 32 years because something happens. So you need to kind of figure out what that is, right? By the way, I wanted to mention uh, the, the lead actor, uh, his character named Lou Guru, mm -hmm. also known or also called Rougarou, is a common mythical creature in French Louisiana folktales. So essentially, Lou Guru is another name for a werewolf. Okay. Mm. Did not know that. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. That's cool. Things you'll only find out here on the Spook Show. <laughs> and online. Yeah. <laughs> we, need, we need the little, the more you know, can, to come up when somebody makes a good point. So, yeah, uh, so Lou goes to the, he's, he's sent out to the woods because apparently there's a, a call of, like, somebody's partying out in the woods or whatever. And then he, he goes out there, and then one of the guys that's running for mayor is tied upside down on a tree. And he, like, he goes over, like, hey, you all right? And then somebody, like, three dudes in masks come up and uh, hit him upside the head and knock him out. But then when he wakes up, he's at home. And he goes, like, uh, over to... what well, He goes over to, like, shave or something like that. And, like, when he... <laughs> he, he does the razor blade down his face, like, then his hair start growing back. <laughs> but then, like, he's like, ow, and reach, like pulls up his shirt, and there's a full-on fucking pentagram cut into his chest. <laughs> Once again, with the, the pentagram stuff, you know, based on, the, like, the last movie we watched, The Wolfman. So it's clearly part of the kind of part of the thing here, right? Like the, the, part this of the is a part of the, yeah, the, part of the story, but it's also funny too, that you wouldn't have, uh, you think that would be the first thing you'd notice when you woke up, right? Like I know he's a drunk and they set that up. They're like, fuck this dude probably wakes up every day to some crazy shenanigans. Cause he's such a drunk, but like you would think the first thing you would notice is oh fuck my chest hurts. And then look down and see a full on pentagram, like sliced into your chest, you know, but it takes him a minute to, to figure this out. But then the cops, he, the cops find the, the, the mayor candidate, that guy, uh, they find him dead out in the woods. And like, he's had his 
throat ripped out, but he's also holding like a, a drug needle in his hand. Mm-hmm. So it's clearly like somebody is setting this up. So then he goes and does, Lou goes and does a little bit of research, and this is when you see that the drunken shoot has been canceled every 32 years, like I alluded to a minute ago. So he's kind of putting the puzzle pieces together, like, all right, there's something going on with these guys, and every 32 years something happens. Then there's this whole backstory about, like, uh, apparently Tina's dad used to run the, the, the town bar there, and he went missing, and then Lou's dad was a cop who went looking for her dad, and he went missing. So I guess you're to assume that this is all tied into this, right? Like, 32 years ago, their parents were involved in the same werewolf shenanigan shit, right? As what you eventually come to the conclusion of. Lou is at the bar doing his little homework or whatever, and then he's about to... I guess the setup here was he was about to have sex with Jessica, you know, the, the girl that works behind the bar. He starts to get sick, and he goes downstairs to the bathroom. Now, once again, this is another thing, too. In a bar bathroom, this thing is like a mile away. Like, he has to go down a hallway... Uh, go down a fucking flight of stairs stairs. (laughs) just to get to the damn bathroom. And he goes in there and throws up. And then as he's in there, does he start to transform into the wolf before those guys show up? I don't remember the timing of that. I think he did. I think think he's starting to change into into a werewolf. And then like two dudes bust in. I guess they're about to. Before before we go here, uh, can can you walk us through the transformation, Josh? Yeah, well, we'll get there in in just a second. Uh, The werewolf tra- transformation here, at least in this movie, it, it basically it starts with the dick. Um, <laughs> Low angle. Yeah, you're you're at a urinal and you're you're taking a leak and then blood starts coming out and then you're like, what the fuck? And then you look down and your dick is the size of like a fucking eggplant. <laughs> like it's massive and <laughs> it's <laughs> and it looks like and, it's and about to pop. Another little random thing here is apparently they just similar to street trash. Uh, they had apparently like five different uh, prosthesis for this for this shot. That's that's one thing we should bring up because this is a good scene to bring it up. Like I will say, the practical effects in this movie are done really well. Like oh god, you, you got to love yeah. the practical effects, right? Like it's not you know you could have went the CGI route like a lot of movies do these days, but like this stuff is clearly well done practical effects. Even even the dick gag is a well done <laughs> pra- practical effect. And I heard somebody else say this, and I completely agree with it. Like, like when when practical effects are good, they're great. When practical practical effects are done bad, more often than not, they're still great yeah. because they're so bad. Yeah. But if uh, CG effects are done bad, they're just bad. Yeah. Yeah. And it, yeah, that's and a it, good point. And they don't age yeah, well good. at all. Right. But you can see why they do it, though. You know, like to those that are like dead set against that stuff, you understand why they do it because, like. This is a it's time time consuming. These practical effects are time consuming and can be very expensive. Whereas you know CGI is basically just like take some time you know with somebody that knows what they're doing in a computer, you know to just kind of put it in in post as opposed to taking a lot of time slowing the production down to do these practical effects. You understand why they do it. You know it sucks, but this is just why it has to be that way. That being said, like I said, I think the effects were really well done. And what and what did you guys think of the premise in this? Of like it's almost like werewolf, the werewolf or wolf cop, right? Like that's what it is. But the werewolf, it's almost like it's inside of him, and it just kind of sheds him. <laughs> what, right? Like I mean, that's kind of the way they do it here. It's just yeah. like there's a yeah. wolf in you, and it just kind of like throws your human suit off, so to speak, and becomes a fucking wolf, right? Like 
What do you think, guys? What do you guys think of that premise in this movie? I thought it was interesting. Uh, the, the only issue that I, that I had with it uh, off the top of the movie, like after you, well, no, never mind, never mind. I'm stupid. <laughs> yes, you are. But continue <laughs> your thought. <laughs> no, no, I, I was about to say, like, like the only thing that, that jumps out to me is like, why did he still have the pentagram on him? But he hadn't changed yet. Yeah, yeah. Well, like I'll actually watch the uh, when I sat down to watch this again for this, uh, I got my wife to sit down and watch it with me, and. Uh, she asked that like later on, like, "Hey, what happened to the pentagram?" I'm like, "Well, think about it. Like, in this werewolf scenario in this movie, like, it's almost like the wolf busts out of him, like it sheds its skin, yeah. you know. So like, it's all like it's almost like his skin grows back on later, you know, like the next morning or whatever. Whatever the the uh, when he transforms back into human, right? It's almost like yeah, he's starting over with a clean slate, so to speak. A little yeah, bit. it's like so, the regeneration. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I, I just thought I it was a, it, yeah, it's a, it's an yeah. interesting take on on this because like. I, and obviously, it's way different from the one that we just watched a couple of weeks ago, The Wolfman. You know where, you know, yeah. the transformation was basically all you saw was his feet, and uh, you know, slow dissolve into more hair on his foot, slow dissolve, and all of a sudden now he's you know standing on his tippy toes, and you know to to kind of do the the hind quarter <laughs> leg deal, you know. And, and I think it makes a lot of sense, you know, with uh, you know, like like if if you're sitting there watching a movie and somebody's getting shot to death. They're a werewolf, so they're not going to die. It seems like, well, when they come back too, when they have holes all in their body, like I don't know. I feel like it gives a good explainer. Yeah. In this movie. Yeah. Um, some of this thought, some of this stuff was thought out. You can tell it's just not like, all right, well, let's just get to turn this guy into a wolf. You know, there are little things there that that make total sense. You know, when you pay attention to it and you're thinking about it. Um, so he turns into the werewolf and then kills these dudes that come in to like rob him. I guess that's kind of like what you think at this moment, like. These two random dudes kind of sneak in the back, and there's a third guy kind of doing watch out. They sneak in, like, you know, they don't realize they're coming up on a wolf, or maybe, they, well, you learn later on that they do, but they're basically inept, and he kills them, and then the third guy comes in, and he just, like, rips this dude's shirt off, basically, and then the dude takes off and runs. Once again, Lou wakes up, and he's tied to the bed. Turns out Willie had seen him in the night and had uh, tranquilized him and, and tied him up to the bed to help him. He goes with Tina to the crime scene where these guys have been ripped all the fuck and uh in the bathroom these two guys and it's funny like there's the one part of that scene where uh she pu- she pulls up a, a or picks up a face and she's like hey Lou look it looks like you and it's it's just straight up like where his face had been shed and <laughs> she's holding it up like Lou, I'm Lou you know you know making fun of her or whatever the hell but like He's just like, uh-oh, you know. <laughs> but once again, going back to that, I thought it was kind of a cool, you know, thing that they, you know, followed up on that part. Which is another thing, though, too, though. Like, I, well, I guess, you know, small town, you know, you only got, like, two cops kind of thing. But, like, the fact that he sheds his skin like that, wouldn't that kind of give everything away, like, as to who the werewolf is? Like, a simple DNA test would, like, well, fuck, here. <laughs> here the wolf is Lou, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Once again, one horse town, you know, so you can get away with yeah. it. But still, <laughs> then there's this scene where you go back to the gang leader, and he's he's mad. I don't even what the fuck is. He? Oh, he's mad because they failed on getting on getting Lou right. So he takes his knife and, and then he fucking sticks it in the guy's eye. He's like, I'm gonna keep an eye out or something like that. He sticks <laughs> it in the guy's eye and then like throws the knife across the room, and the guy's eye is like stuck to the knife on the wall. I just, I just felt that that was gruesome enough to point out. Like, it didn't really yeah. have <laughs> anything to do with the story, but what the hell? Like, <laughs> Yeah, that was fun, man. Then Lou goes to the library and he finds a book on uh, 
werewolves and like the occult or whatever. And then he goes back and shows Willie the book and Willie decides to, uh, or they decide they're going to lock Lou in the cell tonight. So Lou, you know, uh, agrees to take the third shift so they can lock him in the cell and keep a li- keep an eye on him. And then Willie tapes the transformation. <laughs> I also thought this was funny about halfway through the transformation. So he's in the cell, Willie's standing there watching this with the camera and then about halfway through, he's like, oh, shit, I forgot to hit record. <laughs> <laughs> so then he basically full-on t- turns into a werewolf. And then the phone rings. Like, So, like, Lou's still in the cell, but he's a werewolf. And they're playing cards, like, through the cell. <laughs> and then the phone rings. <laughs> Lou just walks out of the cell and answers it. <laughs> and Willie's like, what the hell? Uh, what the hell, Lou? Uh, you can't be answering the phone. You're a wolf. And then he turns around and says, cop. <laughs> at that point i stood up and applauded that uh they they were able to uh lay out the name of the movie right there so so <laughs> so well you could cut it off right there. yeah i well i'm done he said it uh then they go like so the call was for a robbery uh, uh like a convenience store was being robbed so they go to it and they bust the guys you know he comes in as wolf cop right like so he's full-on werewolf and now he's wearing his cop suit and he is Wolf Cop. So basically now he's like a fucking superhero is what he is. And I think eventually they get to the point of pointing it out like, why is he so much different from the other people that they've, you know, because this is a thing where they've done this to people, right? And they're like, because it's the drinking. I guess is the only conclusion you come to, right? <laughs> because he's such a raging alcoholic, this gives him superpowers as a werewolf. This, this is just so fucking awesome, this whole thing. The entire premise is just awesome. But- by the way, uh, you know, it's this old piggy game that they had mentioned earlier in the movie. When uh, some of the guys are getting yanked behind the bus, I think it's the second guy, if you listen really closely, you hear, like, the Michael Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell? No, I, I don't remember that, but that's awesome. <laughs> oh, I had to rewind it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I didn't just hear that, did I? Yep. Yep. Wolf cop. So then... After they bust the uh, oh, that's that's one thing. Like uh, when they go in and like wolf cops like <laughs> kind of hiding behind the aisle, and these guys are like they're having a little shootout or whatever. And uh, uh, he one of the guys he was like, "Who are you?" And then he says, "The fuzz." <laughs> I got up and gave a, a standing ovation once again. At that point, I'm like, "This is this is great. This is just the best." So then after that, they go and decide to pimp out his uh, his his. <laughs> his car like they for some reason then they just go to a like a garage nearby and they turn it into like the wolf mobile right like <laughs> they turn like you know the cop car uh, the lights on top of the car they turn them sideways so it looks almost like a mohawk and then he scratches like a w into the hood you know like <laughs> for wolf cops so this is like full on like yeah now wolf cops a superhero so then they they, they go and raid a, uh, the meth lab of, the, you know, like the gang leader. Clearly this is like his lair, his meth lab or whatever. They go and like fuck everybody up, kill them, blow up the meth lab. And then uh, <laughs> during the fight also, that this was hilarious, he just straight up rips a guy's face off. <laughs> that was awesome. Yeah. Uh, I love that. Um, he he that rips so a guy's good. face off and then the guy's screaming and shit like nothing but skull, right? Like, <laughs> And then Willie... Willie is in the wolf mobile this whole time. Like, oh, fuck, we shouldn't be doing this. You know, like, then the guy with the, with his face ripped off runs up to the car and just screams at Willie. And he's like, oh, fuck, you ain't got a face. <laughs> 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 oh, shit, I was just laughing my ass off. So well done. So then they go back to the police station and Jessica shows up 
and her and Wolf Cop just full on have like a sex scene right here. Like <laughs> only here are you going to see a full on werewolf, you know, woman sex scene. Uh, this might be the only one that's ever put to film. I don't know. I guess we'll find out <laughs> further along we get into the summer of the wolf here. But <laughs> this might be the first <laughs> werewolf sex scene uh, in film history. And and I uh, in the interview that I watched, uh, he was saying like, he was worried about people being kind of grossed out because of the whole bestiality thing. And he said like within like two minutes of them like starting to film the first part of that scene, like people were like crying, laughing so hard, yeah. like. Uh, apparently the director ruined like two or three takes because he's, he couldn't hold it back. And oh, he I started laughing. I don't doubt it. Like, and they play it straight too. Like if you didn't know you were watching a werewolf comedy movie, basically, right? Like you would think this is like a serious, you know, love scene being played out here. Like they play it pretty, pretty straight, you know, like <laughs> candles <laughs> in the background yeah, and the music, like, <laughs> you know, like it's perfect. Oh yeah. Yeah. And here's a good question. Is this, when, when is this movie based? You mean, what's oh, the time good. frame of this movie? Yeah. Well, I guess it would kind of be current day, right? Like I don't, yeah, I don't think they actually state anything. No, on, uh... no, not that I recall them actually saying like, yeah, the year is 1987 or anything like that. But like, I don't remember, but I think yeah, they, nah, they they never uh, specify a date. They uh, the only way you can kind of bring it current day is uh, there are cell phones. I was about but to even say the usually, cell phones or mm-hmm. flip phones. Yeah, I was about to say usually the cell phones are the giveaway. Like you know, as far as time period of a movie. Yeah, that's that's a good question. I don't know. I I just kind of assumed current day. You know, like yeah. I guess they purposely made it nondescript. You know, so it could fit in any time period. I guess, but. It's clearly not like we're leaning hard into the 80s or 90s or anything, but it's also not leaning hard into current time either. So nondescript, I guess, is about as good as you could describe it. But Jessica, like, slips a Mickey to Wolf Cop and, like, doses him. Like, you know, tries to knock him, like, kind of makes him loopy or whatever. And then she turns into Mayor Bradley. So this whole time, like, Jessica's been a shapeshifter. And then it also turns out Willie's in on it. He's a shapeshifter because, like, basically he comes in and helps her with uh, wolf cop then they leave they take him away and then tina comes in after this and pu- pulls on the surveillance cameras from inside the police station and basically sees all this play out like <laughs> she sees the sex scene and everything you know <laughs> <laughs> so she's aware of this and now you realize that not only are uh, the mayor and willie shapeshifters but the chief is as well now the whole point of this is like the shapeshifters basically take werewolf blood and they can survive on this for like many years on this uh, werewolf blood. And I think there kind of is that scene too with the the gang leader, which turns out that that that's the chief, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, in a different form. There's a scene where he kind of takes some uh, some red crystallized powder out and like snorts it. So, <laughs> so basically, I guess that's what they do is they take the werewolf blood and like crystallize it and then snort it like cocaine. Um, and this like you know helps their powers for years if they get this werewolf blood so i'm assuming that that's the setup right every 32 years they have to basically sacrifice the village idiot they make a werewolf to kill him (laughs) so they can take the blood and survive on that for 32 more years or whatever because it's also tied into an eclipse right like at the height of the eclipse you take the blood and all this shit so that's what this is so they tie him up and they've they've got him ready for the the blood ritual to get his blood and then uh he manages to get loose and then he kills willie and then uh, Tina shows up and she helps him kill the mayor. And then there's like this huge fight between him and the chief. And then Wolf Cop manages to shoot the chief and kill him. And then that's pretty much it. Like, 
after that, like, you know, he, he's killed the shapeshifters. Wolf Cop has saved the day, the end credits. And then after the credits, you get a, a little bit of a cut scene where there was a scene earlier in the movie that we didn't mention where this Lou is standing out in his front yard and this guy walks up, like, looking at him all, like, he's some redneck dude. And he's looking at him all weird and he's like, uh, and the dog is kind of like, you know, uh, whining at him because, you know, he's then turned into a, you know, a wolf man, right? But he's not in his wolf, you know, he hasn't turned into a wolf, but you get what I'm saying. Like, the dog can sense that yeah. this, that Lou is a wolf man or whatever the hell. And he's whining and the dude kicks the dog. And Lou says, don't do that. And he's like, well, what are you going to do? Patooie, you know, he like spits into a, like a fucking spittoon or whatever. So <laughs> at the at the end of the movie, the after credit scene, Wolf Cop comes after the dude that was there, like, kicking the dog. So, like, you don't see him actually do anything, but it's like, the guy's like, what was that noise? And turns around, and Wolf Cop's standing there, and he kind of lunges at him. The end. And I think somewhere <laughs> in there, it says, like, Wolf Cop will return next year. Like, Wolf Cop 2 coming yeah. in 2015 or whatever the hell. Like, once again, they did end up making it, but it was just a few years later. Like, it didn't come, like, immediately. It was... I think that one didn't come out until 2017. There you are, Wolf Cop from 2014. All right, so now that we have the movie out of the way, we'll go ahead and get into the star ratings. And we are now finally joined by the Professor Smoke. He, he finally uh, found time while he's still driving down the road, on, coming back home from his vacation, to, uh, to jump on the show here. So uh, first off, how'd your trip go, Smoke? Good, good, good. It was, uh, right now we're about close to Knoxville, Tennessee. A few yeah. more hours left on it still. Yeah, I was about to say, you still got a little, little while to go. Yeah. So what 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 were your thoughts on uh, you know without giving the star rating away just yet? What were your thoughts on Wolf Cop? No, this is the second time I've seen it. <laughs> I remember watching the first time I watched it. It was a it was a definitely entertaining movie. You know, it's, it doesn't take itself seriously. It's going hard for the comedy aspect of horror, and, and you know, but it's got some it's got a little bit of splatter in there as well. Uh, <laughs> and I'm sure y'all again. I, I'm just coming into the show now, but I'm sure y'all discussed the. What has to be, I assume, I can only, I haven't seen every werewolf movie, but I can pretty much assume that it's the only time there's ever been a werewolf dick transformation on screen. <laughs> I'm sure that. Yeah, yeah, we, <laughs> we, for something. we made sure to have about a 15 minute dissection uh, discussion on that. <laughs> also, I think we pointed out, is this, and you, you might be the expert here, is this the first time that there was a, a full on werewolf sex scene in a movie? Well, I don't know. I mean, there's kind of been, I don't know if y'all have seen, we may have discussed this, but The Howling 2, Your Sister's a Werewolf, I think that was the subtitle <laughs> of that movie. It had Sybil Danning in it. There was a sex scene in there. <laughs> okay, well, there we go. I mean, I don't know that it was necessarily quite, I mean, it was probably on par. It was like an R-rated sex scene. You know? <laughs> so, that, so there was that one that I know of. And uh, off the hand, though, I can't think of another one at the top of my head right now. <laughs> yeah, so, so we know there was at least one. one there was at least one other. So there, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so donnie i guess yeah. we'll, we'll, we'll start with you as far as the star rating what, what do you say oh man you know uh i i kind of i went back and forth on this on this uh this star rating man i th but ultimately it comes down to you know i really enjoyed it and i enjoyed it every time i see it uh you know and this is actually the third time i've seen it uh <laughs> but uh yeah and i I debated on uh, whether I should, because uh, uh, whether I should rate it the same as uh, Wolfman, because um, I gave Wolfman uh, three and a quarter. But yeah, I'm I'm gonna go this the same on uh, Wolf Cop. I'm gonna give it three and a quarter. I liked it, man. I enjoyed it. You you might have the same rating, I should say, but it's for different reasons for a movie like exactly. this. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So three they and a... definitely don't hold the same weight. Uh, no. But yeah. 
<laughs> I'm right, I'm right around three and a quarter. That's where I'm at. All right, uh, Will, where are you at with this one? Uh, I think I'm gonna go three and a half. Fun movie again, you know, like like the the horror comedy route, and it didn't take itself too seriously, but <laughs> it did have some serious scenes too. No, I, I really enjoyed it. I, I think you know. Definitely uh, the guy that played Lou and the guy that played Willie. If those two would have been any other people, this probably would not have been that good of a movie. Yeah. Uh, so, like, like, yeah, with that, I, I think three and a half for me. All right, Smoke, that, that leaves us you. What do you say? Uh, I'm, uh, I'm going, well, like I said, this is the second time I've seen it. And, uh, <laughs> of course, that first time you see it, there's, there's some first there like as we mentioned the the, the penis trans werewolf transformation <laughs> yeah and i was like what the you know because he's first pissing blood and then he's full frontal oh and then also you know the 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 uh monster squad asked the question does wolfman have nards this wolfman has nards and we saw them yeah. transform into nards. <laughs> if, if there was <laughs> any burst. doubt if there was any doubt from the monster squad now they are put to rest <laughs> it's been answered now yeah <laughs> uh oh and uh well I, just to make long story short, my uh, star rating, I'm going with a three on this one. It's definitely entertaining and fun. Good horror comedy. Uh, and y'all, I don't know if y'all, did y'all mention the fact of uh, some of the little trivia things? Like, did you did you catch the name, his name, Lou Garou? Yeah, yeah, we did cover that, yeah. You covered that about Loop Garou and the whole French werewolf thing and everything? Yep, yeah, we did. We actually did mention oh. that, yep. <laughs> the only thing I don't, I don't think we touched on was Sarah Lind, who uh, played uh, Jessica, the shapeshifter bartender old lady she oh, yeah. used a body double for that for that sex scene so those those were not her tits those were stunt tits ah boo i'm against it the lady one that was no <laughs> <laughs> all right so yeah you're going to go with three stars on this one smoke I'm going with, yeah, I'm going with three stars on uh, on this on uh this first one, and like I said, once we get to the second one, that'll be—I think that'll be new for all of us, right? We have none of us have seen the second. No, Wolf I movie. have not. No, yes. yeah, you're right. Nothing. Yeah, and we'll, and, we'll, and we'll get around to that one in August. We mentioned that earlier that we are going to yep. get around to that soon. But uh, yeah, I think that's a first-time watch for all of us, so that ought, that ought to be pretty good. Uh, I think I'm going to agree with Smoke. I think I'm going to go with three stars, and I think all across the board, I think we all kind of agree. Like, it's a lot of fun. It's a well-done movie. It. I, I, Taking itself serious is probably an understatement. It definitely doesn't take itself serious or it doesn't lean too hard into the comedy or that, you know, like, it, like I think we said that earlier smoke that like this one really strikes a perfect balance between comedy and horror. Like it's not too far on one side yeah. to where, you know, it, it kind of uh, boxes you out a little bit one way or the other. Yeah. So it really does strike a perfect bam right down the middle comedy horror. So yeah, I enjoyed this one. And obviously th you heard through our, Star ratings there. We all across the board uh, enjoyed it, and we highly recommend you going and checking it out. All right, so that'll naturally lead to us to our first segment here. Connections. <laughs> never that that ten minute long laugh never gets old. <laughs> Donnie, that's you, uh, buddy. Laugh, laugh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Donnie, that's you. Yeah, um, I could not find a fucking thing. I looked like I, I just I, I looked I looked everywhere for uh, I you know I looked through uh, all of our cast, all, all of our uh, crew databases and spreadsheets. I could not find a fucking thing. <laughs> I couldn't find anything because well, now it's not a was, surprise. Um, I mean, this is like a it's a Canadian independent film, you know. Now, so it's not a shocker. 
It was what maybe like five or six episodes ago. I found like the only connection I could find. I forget what movie it was, but the only connection I could find was this guy that has played uh, French horn in like a thousand that guy movies. again. Yeah, <laughs> like some dude who's played French horn for like, and he's got like nine hundred credits on uh, IMDb. <laughs> I, I mean, I don't know if that was the exact number, but he's just. He just worked a shit ton of fucking movies and TV shows, and he's all he's done is play French horn. <laughs> I couldn't even who find that know? guy. Long illustrious career playing the French horn. Yeah, <laughs> who would have known? Some <laughs> yeah, I fucking melted my trumpet after uh, you know uh, freshman year band. Uh, but no, it's just I couldn't find shit. So, all right, well, I mean, sometimes that, it's like that. Yeah, yeah. Like I said, this is a Canadian independently made <laughs> horror film, so I mean, it's yeah. not a, a shocker that you couldn't find something in in uh, other movies that we've done. So, I guess that will lead us to our next one. Kill. 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 All right, Will. What's the kill count there? Uh, I got twenty four. Just run it down really quick. Uh, Terry Wallace, the politician, was the cult sacrifice. Uh, the two goons in the bathroom. Uh, the two piggies at the convenience store, uh, the bar scene, uh, four died with the face ripped off, the claw through the heart and decapitation, uh, arms ripped off of one guy, uh, one guy got shot in the head, uh, then, uh, uh, Willie got shot in the head in the wood scene around where they were about to do the cult sacrifice again uh headshot uh i'm counting what i called the pee guy there was a guy peeing in the woods he screamed i'm assuming he's dead (laughs) (laughs) the guy that was wearing the helmet got clawed uh two guys uh got shot during a firefight another guy got shot in the head guy got shot in the chest and then immediately started bleeding through the mouth because that's how that works yeah (laughs) science (laughs) another goon Another goon gets shot. Uh, the chief shoots uh, one of his own men. Wolf cop bites the neck of another guy. Uh, face gets clawed and then decapitated. Uh, the partner shoots one of the goons. Then uh, Jessica shot in the chest by Wolf cop, and then the chief got shot in the head, Western style. You know, I, I think the presentation of that kill count was really the best part of it. You know, just the fact that you're nonchalantly running down this. <laughs> This list of yeah, how yeah. these people gruesomely died. Yeah, one fucking guy with his face, and then another guy with the knife. You know, <laughs> I didn't realize it was that many. To be honest with you, I mean, I guess in hindsight, once you named them all off like that, it's like, yeah, wow, there really was a lot. So, I guess that naturally lends us to uh, smoke your segment. Gore score. Ah, nice and. Nice and juicy. Oh yeah, and, and it's apt for this movie. I think we got a pretty meaty one, fairly meaty one. I think. Yeah, but yeah, uh, I think so. So, <laughs> and you heard Will go through the kill counts and what happened to the to uh, most of the people in this movie, and then in his description of them, doesn't leave anything to the imagination. Pretty much, you know, you get a lot of good splatter effects. <laughs> the aforementioned, uh, just the werewolf transformation scenes themselves are probably more. I guess you'd say splattery than your average transformation movie. I mean, you got, you know, the piss and blood and the dick transformation and then the ripping of the skin and the face rips off. And it's not like the normal, you know, werewolf transformation scene. It's pretty, pretty juicy. So just that in itself is uh, adding some splatter to it. Then all the kills, 
you know, he had some gut ripping and like throat slashing and biting and, and heads getting torn off and everything. So, I mean, you, it's pretty juicy. Uh, I think I'm going to give it a, I almost have to go with a, I'm, I'm torn between a seven or an eight. That's what I'm trying to think of. It's every bit yeah, of that. Yeah. I, I tend to go on the high end just because of the bulbous exploding dick. Yeah. So uh, yeah, I'd, I'd lean <laughs> well, more in the yeah, because that, like I said, that's that's got to be a first. <laughs> and I mean, <laughs> and it was like feel it. <laughs> What's that? That and the clawed face that just kept going and going. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, you mean uh, the guy was... with like his skull exposed? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's, that is. Good. Yeah, there's a lot of a lot of juiciness in this one as far as the splatter department's concerned, and uh, and sometimes whenever I'm trying to decide on these. <laughs> I got a lot of things in the back of my head. I'm thinking about like future movies that we haven't done yet that will pretty much blow this score score out of the water. So I'm kind of trying to think I'm thinking ahead of things to like, you know, once we do some of these other movies that are like, we'll make this movie. I don't even know if there's something, I'm going to have to go with something above a 10 for some of the ones we eventually get to some kind of, some kind of super, you know, super gore score rating for, for some, but yeah, because I think the highest one you've given out so far was uh, Terrifier, right? I think that was a 10, like a 9 or a 10. 9 or 10, yeah. Yeah, yeah for Terrifier. Yeah, so th- yeah. if that's the bar, then yeah, I guess it's be- a little below yeah. that, but still, yeah, this is pretty good. And some of it you got to like kind of judge based on the <laughs> comedy aspect versus the realism aspect versus the mean-spirited kind of, you know, because we haven't done any of the cannibal movies. Like, say, when you get the Cannibal Ferox and Cannibal Holocaust – there's some fucked up shit in that movie yeah. that goes beyond your average. You know, it's not funny. It's not. Yeah, it's just cruel. It's not like champy. It's just, yeah, it's cruel kind of, you know, stuff. And once you get to those, they're almost going to have to have something. We're going to have to come up with something above a 10 for some yeah. of these movies. But I think if your average person is watching this and they're like, damn, this is pretty damn graphic and pretty gory, this movie, I think they would probably give it an 8. So I'm going to go with sort of what the average person watching this, not necessarily the died in the wool horror fan. You know? <laughs> <laughs> like I said, we'll come up with some other some other juicier ratings for the ones that really go above and beyond the uh, the old goal score score there. <laughs> but yeah, we'll go with an eight, I think. All right, fair enough. So like we said, you know, we, we all across the board enjoy it. We highly recommend it. Just know that there's a lot of gore and a lot of uh, you know, a lot of uh, that going on. So just keep that in mind as you're watching it. So um, I guess we'll go ahead and tease what we're going to be up to next next week, next Monday, the next episode of the of the spook show will be coming out and it's going to be a history of werewolves part two. And that's, uh, this, the next part of our spook show spotlight series. That'll come out next Monday at 6 PM East. And then the following Monday, which will be Monday, July 19th at 6 PM East. We will be watching another, uh, classic werewolf movie, an American werewolf in London from 1981. Uh, it's another comedy horror, but like this one's a little different from what we just watched. So, uh, <laughs> I will read the IMDb synopsis real fast. It is two American college students on a walking tour of Britain are attacked by a werewolf that none of the locals will admit exists. Donnie, have you seen this one? I have, yeah. Yeah, I've seen it a few times. Will? I've seen bits and pieces. I may have seen it all the way through, like, in bits and pieces. Yeah. I don't think I've ever actually got to sit down and watch this one from start to end. And, Smoke, I'm not even going to... I shouldn't even formally ask you, right? Like... (laughs) What is this movie we're talking about? Yeah. Never, heard of, <laughs> never, never heard of this. <laughs> yeah, I've seen it. I've seen it a number of times. I haven't counted, but it's probably in the uh, probably approaching double digit. I'm sure. So, oh. so come back in two weeks to hear our thoughts on that one. But remember, next Monday at 6 p.m. East, 
uh, Spook Show Spotlight History of Werewolves Part 2 will drop. So, all right, so I guess that's it, guys. So uh, for Donnie and Will and the Professor Smoke, I'm Josh. We are the All-American Spook Show Podcast, and we will see you next week. As you leave the theater, folks, please be careful. Don't let this happen to your car. Be sure to remove the speaker before you leave. If you should accidentally pull a speaker loose, please turn it in at our snack bar or box office. Thank you.